he, he was a perfectionist. If it didn't look right, pen on paper, he would rip out the page and throw it. And I was busy running around the room trying to catch all of this to try and get some evidence. The moment he went into an online forum, he was my most prolific writer because all of a sudden he could write when he was reading. You're listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. Kia ora, ko anaru wa now, in our role working alongside uh, Kyogle teachers, I guess one of the things that we get to see and asked a lot is around collecting evidence on practice and also on uh, professional learning. And I know you've got some good stories this year around, um, I suppose, you as a facilitator, but you also when you're a teacher and a leader as well. Do you want to share some of your thoughts around um, some good practice when uh, keeping evidence and how to do that? Sure. So one of the first questions we asked ourselves was um, how are some efficient, uh, timely ways in which we can gather evidence of our practice Mm -hmm. that doesn't involve uh, 10 folders thick of paper, if you like, and realising that in that way it was one-dimensional. So we, we grew a culture. It happened over time. It certainly didn't happen overnight. And we went into an online forum in which started the ePortfolio culture in school. The feedback from staff uh, drove that in a way that we responded, hopefully responsively, towards them. Um, And we kept checking in all the way through. One of the biggest things I noted physically was, rather than walk into my office with with 10 uh, folders bulging at the seams with paperwork, Mm -hmm. uh, as time went on, they came in with uh, their laptops. And they also realised that being able to access their work anywhere, anytime, anyhow, 24-7, um, was really empowering for them. The manner that they collected their uh, evidence, if you like, was, was multimedia. So gathering mm. student voice was really important for us to con- you know, constantly be challenged about our own practice. And there's nothing more defining than having students tell you that you're not as flash as you think you are. Um, <laughs> so that was really important. Um, uh, video, uh, audio images, uh, our senior students in particular at that time were working in a Google platform. I mean, I'm talking about 2007, about now. Mm -hmm. And because it was working so well for our students, it didn't take long for the rest of the staff to to get into a groove. And they suddenly realised that, you know, why weren't we doing this way back then? There's a particular document that Ministry put out in 2011 called Digital Portfolios for Beginners. Mm -hmm. And there's one particular page in that uh, document page six, which has a table. On one side, it has uh, traditional portfolios and on the other, digital. And that was one quick way, if I needed to, um, to to best uh, have have our kaiako at that time considering that possibly digital was better. And it wasn't until they actually got into that round that they realised how good it was. Okay, two groups here, Kathy, coming strongly through. How did this uh, have impact on teachers or leaders in their professional practice? What was the impact there? And second group, the important group here, you touched a little bit on as um, the students, obviously their voice getting collected, but also what was some of the impact that was shown from there? Do you want to elaborate on those two groups and um, how they're collecting of this evidence, the digital side and using that uh, benefit at all? Sure. So so firstly, with our, with our team, with our Kaako group, mm-hmm. You know, words like collaboration that we didn't use overly often uh, back then just happened as a natural way of being because they suddenly realised if we were all in one dock and all heads in one space, 
um, adding, debating, chatting, sharing practice, that mm. this, this learning, just like our students, doesn't stay, stay between nine and three. If we're talking flexible learning environments, we fell into that space without realising what it was called. For our students, I remember one particular darling that I had, and I struggled at the start of one particular year to gather any evidence of his writing. He, he was a perfectionist. If it didn't look right, pen on paper, he would rip out the page and throw it. And I was busy running around the room trying to catch all of this to try and get some evidence. The moment he went into an online forum, he was my most prolific writer because all of a sudden he could write when he was reading. And I remember the day that he... Uh, flicked over some work to me on a Sunday and I had to really manage myself not to respond to the students over the weekend because I knew that would grow, grow something else. So I waited till Monday and he came in and sort of mm -hmm. hands on hips, uh, all into it, oh, you know, did you get my work over the weekend? I said, <laughs> I said, how did you manage that? Um, and so he found an avenue that suited him. He didn't have to be concerned about his handwriting. He could get feeding feed in when he wasn't face to face with me. He could be really creative with what he was doing. So it didn't take long. I mean, every, every child had an e-portfolio back then, and we would co-construct, if you like, the must-haves each term. But there were also the and if I want to kind of focus. So while theoretically every portfolio was the same, in fact, if you opened each of these up, they were completely different because that child who had a um, a slant towards sport really hammed up his or her portfolio in that way. One who was really creative was totally creative. And what they then uh, started to feel safe enough in doing was bringing other students into their spaces and, and wanting feedback. We, we had to work towards what was useful feedback and what wasn't so useful. And these kids became very good at asking, you know, sharing the, the feedback and feed forward kind of information. And, you know, a lot of this sometimes was outside of nine to three. Exactly. And I really like, I think it's a really great example because everything we've talked about is focused on on the learner in this case and their success. And from the start, you said it was manageable, the collaboration side, the sharing practice. And I think that's really effective as, as shown in your story. Kia ora, ho. Kia ora, kia ora. You've been listening to a Core Education podcast, pushing the boundaries of educational possibility. 